Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. What's up, everybody? It's that time of the week again. It's the Tag Team Top 5 reveal for the week of September 28, 2015. I'm your host, Travis. Jared is uh, in Never Never Land right now, but he'll be back soon. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and get into things here because we're going to have an interesting interview with uh, two two people who are connected to two of my other favorite people. So we'll get into that shortly. But the People's Champs this week in the Tag Team Online Voting Competition come to us from the Philippines. And if anybody actually uh, wonders whether or not it was people in the Philippines that were voting, yes, I have access to the numbers. There were people in the Philippines voting for this duo. It's the Fighters for Hire, uh, Joey Bax and Miguel Rosales, um, who actually got 143 votes, kind of destroyed everybody else in the online voting competition. But I do have to throw out some props to teams like Roscoe, Eat Lisa, uh, my boys over uh, the Suntan Demons out there, uh, the AIWF, I think, tag team champions. They did pretty well as well. But those fighters for hire, they, they uh, got a hell of a lot of votes. So props to them. Now, we jump into the official tag team top five. And this week was really hard. In fact, it was probably the closest voting we've ever had. We've had some, you know, moments where the number one and number two were really close together, but this was one where you had all the way through the top five uh, super close together. But our number five this week are the Hooligans, Devin and Mason Cutter, a team that, you know, uh, it's been a good news, bad news two weeks for them. They've added two titles to their collection, AAW last week, and then this this weekend it was the uh, – UPW tag team titles. They won a tournament there. They won a trophy. They won tag team titles, but their one loss is what, what kept them from like the number one spot easily this week. They lost to Youth Gone Wild at RAPW on September 25th. So if they didn't have that loss, they would have been the easy number one. That happens with spot shows, but uh, props to the Hooligans again getting ranked and still trying to get the uh, number one spot in the tag team top 50 this year, just like they were last year. Um, our number four, I, I was hoping Jair would poke around here to talk about them, but I can do it in the meantime. Uh, it's NRG, uh, Hype Rockwell, and Rax, or Race Jackson. It's the new Chikara Campeonados de Parajas, uh, the Chikara Tag Team Champions. They beat Devastation Corporation on September 27th. And not to give away the spoiler for the top three beyond this one, but they're the only team with only one victory to get into the top five. So the official voters showed some love for the, uh, I guess, the prestige of the Chikara belts there by putting them in at number four. So good for them. Um, it's their first ranking, and uh, if they're not transitional champs and they continue to you know, team and do big things, then you'll probably see them back again. Now, here's where things get funny, and, and I know Jared's going to be interested in this whenever he gets in, but First Generation is their number three, James Anthony and Victor Andrews, and um, they did decent in the online voting competition. They were number five in that. And the funny thing is, 
On most weeks, they'd be number one or number two in the online voting competition, but I think they kind of gave up on promoting it because fighters for hire were kicking everybody's asses. But if they hadn't given up and they had continued to push it all the way through the 10 o'clock hour, they likely would have been either number two or number one this week because the voting was that close that the uh, fan vote played such a big part in the official votes. So uh, they get the number three spot. They did go 2-0, and the uh, PWF Tag Team Champions beat the uh, Ciceros at PWF on 924 to retain those titles. And then they beat Nuclear Casserole on September 28th at RWC to go 2-0 and for the week. So props to First Generation on their first official ranking in quite some time. They've gotten a lot of uh, honorable mentions, things like that, but it's the first time they've been in the top five in a while. So uh, good work by them. In uh, our number two this week, they were so close to coming in number one. Uh, if they had actually cracked the top five in the online voting competition and gotten a little bit more support from the official voters, they would have been the number one this week, but they just missed out. It's Milk Chocolate, Brandon Watts, and Randy Summers. They're the new FBW Tag Team Champions and the new NYWC Tag Team Champions. They beat Team Tremendous. The Dub Boys and Flawless and Lawless on September 25th at FBW to win the titles. And then they beat Flawless and Lawless and Mike Verna and Talon at NYWC on September 26th to win the titles there to go 2-0 and for the week. So, I mean, Milk Chocolate, they won two titles in one weekend. Um, and, you know, there's a great debate that they should have been number one this weekend. And, you know, I cannot argue with it whatsoever. But the team that's number one is probably one that most – of us Americans, um, or if you're listening in Canada, probably have not heard of. It's Los Hijos del Infierno, uh, Efesto and Mephisto. Um, they're two-thirds of the Mexican National Trios champions, and they went 4-0 and at CMLL. And, and here's the argument against them. Despite despite the fact that they're the only team that went 4-0, and um, they did it in only six-man tags, all sorts of various six-man tags. So if you want to argue against them, feel free. I have no issue with that whatsoever. Could have had Milk Chocolate, number one. Could have had First Generation, number one. Could have had the Hooligans, number one. I don't think I would have had Chikara at number one just because they only had one victory or NRG, that is. So um, tag team top five, very close this week. A lot of teams really close to getting in, like the Painkillers, like Roscoe Eat Lisa, like the Kingdom, Monster Express. Uh, the Jimmies, all sorts of different teams vying to get into the top five. And, you know, it almost makes me think we should expand the tag team list next year to ten teams. But for now, we'll keep it at five, and we'll see what happens. But uh meantime, Jerry, are you around yet, sir? Yeah, man, I'm here. Really, the only thing I want to say about the tag team top five this week is how ridiculous it is for NRG to have beaten uh, – Devastation Corporation. You know, I love Jakar. I'm a big Jakar guy, but and the, the ridiculousness of that promotion is off the chain. But uh, NRG being the campeon of Day Parejas is uh, it hurts my heart a little bit. Uh, yeah, and I and I know some other Jakar fans that were slightly uh, offended by that too, just because it. But you know, Jerry, maybe this will make you feel good. They're probably trans- transitional champions, but who knows what will happen there. I mean, it's hard to be tra- too transitional when they don't defend the titles that often, though. Yeah, you know, they, you know, someone has to at least get three points, but someone always, you know, has two points or something. So, you know, I got the feeling too after I 
got over my disappointment of them beating Devastation Corporation, who had such an awesome run with the titles and went won the King of Trios and all that, that, yeah, they probably will be transitional champions, so that does help a little bit. I figured they'll put it on a, a bigger faction or, you know, something like that, so... One other question before we uh, move on to other things. Did you hear what I said about first generation and, and how if they had just tried a little harder in the online voting competition like they normally do, they would have yeah. been number two? Yeah, isn't that ironic? Uh, you know, James Anthony, multi-time people's champion, and uh, just for whatever reason, the votes didn't come through this week. And uh, they had a couple of number one votes from the official voters behind them. But if the uh, people's vote would have been there, uh, they may have got the number one. But... Uh, still glad to see them up there in the top five. No doubt about it. Very deserving team, and I'm sure we'll see them again in the future. Anyone holding to be on the show yet? Uh, doesn't look like it, not yet. Okay, cool. No worries. Um, I know I know people are calling in to listen, or people have called in to listen. See, last time we did a show like this with uh, you know, a group from that area, we had Roscoe Eat Lisa on, and it was during the, the whole Chris Jones debacle. See, for people that didn't hear that show, Chris Jones had pissed off a lot of people, and they're all still pretty pissed off with him. And uh, Chris Jones is a wrestler. I don't know. A lot of them say he's untrained. And he spent some time in Japan but never got classic training. And Mikey McFinnigan and Zach Sawyer tore him apart on that podcast. Tore him apart. And then they told a lot of stories about how Roscoe Eat Lisa got their name. And they talked about a guy who should be calling in, uh, hopefully shortly, uh, Dustin LeVay. Uh, and the Dustin LeVay story. Jared, can you do me a favor, shoot the group uh, a reminder, tell them we're on. Yeah, I'll do that. Thank you, buddy. Anyway, so they told a lot of funny-ass Dustin LeVay stories, and of course, Slade Sludge was on. He called in in for uh, a little bit, too, and he actually was Chris Jones' roommate, and he crushed Chris Jones, too. So it was pretty much the Chris Jones bashing hour, but at the same time, you got a hell of a lot of Dustin LeVay stories, and that was probably my favorite part of the podcast. The different things like, uh, I don't know, just some of the shit he does uh, and him being the biggest carny on the face of the earth was just awesome to me. The fact that he sold, I think it was Mikey, I think he sold Mikey uh, a, a gift card to Kohl's, right? He, it was like a $25 gift card. He told him he'd sell it to him for like 5 Mikey goes in to buy new shorts, and the gift card had already been used. So... <laughs> Justin LeVay, Carney to the Mac, and apparently he has a, a shit ton of game systems somehow or another that he's always willing to sell people. So I'm not sure how he does it, but I can imagine him just working in his little lair, making his own game systems. Why not, right? Hey, Jared, a uh, question for you. Yes, sir. Do you think, like, anybody got snubbed really bad this week? I mean, there were some teams that were worthy, but I, I, I kind of felt like the top five was fine this week. I didn't think there was anybody that was super, super the painkillers. Maybe a couple of the others that won two two matches, but, you know, I, nothing stands out to me. Yeah, well, apart from the close race at number one, and, you know, possibly somebody getting snubbed out of a number one, but not getting snubbed out of a ranking altogether, I don't think. No, I think. This week was pretty straightforward. Yeah, there were a lot of teams that were uh, mentioned through there. I mean, that that could have been in the top five, and they just weren't. But I, I think it's kind of weird that you know, I would have had the hooligans a little higher personally, but that's just me. I, you know, I know they lost that one match, and that that plays a big deal. But I mean, shit, they won a tournament, a trophy, and new t- tag titles now. But 
I don't know, man. It is what it is. Maybe I'm a homer for the hooligans that happens. Yeah, I actually had the hooligans in my top five, I think around number three or something, just because of the prestige they carry in the tag team. And also I put a big focus on tournaments. So, uh, yeah, they can make an argument certainly for being uh, slighted there, uh, if anybody could this week. And, hey, Zach Sawyers and, uh, you know, Mikey, if you're listening, track down uh, Slade Sludge and um, uh, Dustin LeVay. See, see what the hell they're doing, see if they're asleep. But, right. by the way. I shot him a message, and then uh, Vic is also telling me that uh, Mikey uh, would like to call in. So I got him all the information, so it might be <laughs> Good man. Good man. So I got Mikey the information, and I got uh, the firm the information as well, so we should be hearing from him shortly, hopefully. Hey, Zach, you're out there listening. You want to talk? Yeah, I mean, I'm on here. What's up? Fuck it. You know what? While we wait for the firm, because they're probably dead in a ditch somewhere, let's uh, let's have a little follow-up to our uh, conversation a couple months ago. I have to tell you, and I don't know if you know this or not, but it's one of our most listened-to podcasts ever. And this, really? This like, people all over the country, actually all over the world, because it's outside of the country, too, listening to you guys tell your Dustin LeVay and uh, Chris Jones stories. So what do you have for me since that last show? I mean, I know we've seen the Facebook nonsense, but uh, uh, what's been going on since then? Uh, nothing really, man. I mean, we haven't heard anything from Chris, honestly. I, I think, I want to say, no, I, I thought Michael may have heard from him once, and I don't think... Uh, I'm trying to, it, it may have been like right after it happened or something. Oh, no, 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 I know what it was. He jumped on that giant post that day that I was going to Anarchy because fucking strangely enough, and don't judge me for this, uh, fucking Michael was asleep in my room, no homo, and fucking, because uh, <laughs> we, we had to drive the next day or whatever, and uh, fucking um, we're sitting there, and fucking I'm, I'm, I wake up and I see Chris just on there talking shit. And I wake Michael up, I'm like, I'm going to beat his ass. And fucking uh, immediately, then we just start reading all this shit, and then he's posting all this shit saying that being blackballed is a myth and all that. But, it's, you know, I mean, it's kind of funny because I haven't seen Chris's name anywhere. So, You know, he, one of the things I want to throw out there, he claimed in that big nonsensical thread that, you know, he, he offered to uh, shoot fight you several times and you declined. And I find that to be bullshit, but go ahead and... I never recall an instance at any given point in the history of the fucking 23 years on Sunday that I've been on Earth that Chris has ever tried to ask me to spar with him, ever. The only thing he would do when we got to shows, and I, I do the same thing. I'm like, do you want to roll around? Do you want to change? He's like, yeah, it's fine. But if, if that's qualified as sparring, then I guess I'm fucking retarded. And, yeah, I guess he's asked me several hundred times. But as far as physically throwing punches or kicks at me, no, that's never happened. You, and this is probably a better question for Sludge there, but uh, I'll ask you. Do you know what the fuck he was talking about saying that $500 was taken from his bag or whatever? Because it sounded no. like he owed other people money, not vice versa. No, that's a, that's that's Slade's deal, really. No, I, I don't know anything about the money. I was just pissed off that fucking, you know, he snubbed Leo and uh, Slade had to you know, kind of cover his ass for the rent and everything, which I think is bullshit, honestly. I mean, I know how how hard Slade worked before he came down here, you know, to uh, move down here and pursue this and everything. And then, uh, you know, he just kind of got fucked when that happened a little bit, you know. And, I mean, it, it, it wasn't even 
I mean, I've kind of calmed down about the situation so much. I mean, I'm still pissed. But it's just like, it's the fact that he can watch someone who worked their ass off, you know, and just do that to him, I mean, which is shitty. But, you know, I mean, fucking he'll get his one day, I'm sure. I know how the people in your group are. It's kind of a band of brothers there. But I'll tell you what, let's. Let's go to a let's go to a positive subject because you know I don't know how much you've gotten to talk about it publicly outside of like social media. So you know uh, a lot of people were talking about your match with Tommaso Ciampa or Tommaso Ciampa and like you know I, I'm sure you know you were excited about it going in, but obviously that match probably met or exceeded your expectations. Uh man, absolutely. It that's uh there's been a handful of matches may. Maybe not even a handful of matches, man, were just like, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to work. The atmosphere in the room for what's going on is just absolutely nuts. Like, the the video does good explaining it, but, I mean, it doesn't do it justice, man. It was like uh, fucking, I mean, we're, we're having the match and we're hitting everything spot on and, you know, everything's cue for cue. And fucking, man, it, it was... Uh, it was cool, man. Definitely, it it uh I think it opened up a lot of eyes and it's helped me out a lot. And I mean uh, um, I mean Tommaso's tough, dude. He's double tough, man. He's probably one of the toughest guys I've ever been in the ring with. Actually, actually I know he's the toughest guy I've ever been in the ring with. I've uh, I mean, you know, you you can see it on the video, but I mean that dude fucking tore my chest up, dude. I mean, he beat the shit out of me, but uh. You know, when it was all said and done, man, fucking, uh, you know, he knee strike me in the head and, I mean, you know, knocked me the fuck out. And then uh, whenever I got my bearings back, you know, the next thing I know, he's knelt down on a knee and he's extending his hand to me. And then, you know, from then on out, he was cool to me, man. It was awesome. I mean, he was definitely a class act guy, man. Not to take away from people like the hooligans and guys like that, but as far as like name recognition, I mean, how how big is uh, Champa compared to all the other people you've been in the ring with? Is he the biggest name you've been out there with yet? Um, I mean, there, I mean, there's quite a few guys like that, man. Uh, I mean, I got to work with T.J. Perkins a few years back, uh, mm. Eric Cannon, Johnny Gargano, Rhino, X-Pac, uh, Ricochet. Um, Man, I'm trying to think. I know there's some more. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely one of the bigger ones. Uh, Michael Elgin, ACH. I mean, a couple of those guys, man. I mean, yeah, Chompa, Chompa definitely stands out. Like I said, it was one of the ones that when I went in, I was probably the most nervous about because uh, the reputation that guy has. I mean, a lot of guys legitimately claim to be hard hitters, but let me tell you something. He don't just claim that just to claim it. That's a, that's a fact, man. That dude is a bad motherfucker. All right, so I, I got to go to another match, and I haven't heard a lot about it, and it's because Pete, you know, uh, Proving Ground Pro is a little quiet as far as their fan base. It's, they're not as vocal as maybe the Anarchy fan base, so you don't hear things get around as much except for, you know, through the promotion itself. So how did your match with, and I, I know you didn't end up with the title, which is a shame, but, uh, you know, it, it was a rematch. You got to be in there with Blake Edward Bellicus. How was, how'd that match go? Uh, I mean, it went fine. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, th- I think we probably wrestled about, uh, and I'm not bullshitting you, it felt like 30 minutes at least. I mean, the match was quite lengthy. And then, uh, you know, uh, the, he had a, 
special enforcer. I can't I can't think of that dude's name. Uh, Mister Nice or uh, yeah, the guy. That's him. Yeah, yeah, the guy with the mohawk. He was out there, and uh, somehow Blake actually knocked out the ref, and then fucking his goon jumped in on me, and then you know Blake knocked him out on accident too, and uh, I thought I had him a couple times, man. I, I put him down with the brain buster and a couple other things, and uh, you know. Uh, when it was all said and done, fucking, I got smacked upside the head with a chair, and then, uh, you know, I don't remember too much after that, and, you know, that was it, man. I, I mean, I guess he retained and he beat me, you know. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really commented a lot on it. Uh, you know, I, I hadn't really said too much about it, honestly. I mean, I was pissed off the match at the end that way because I know how good Blake is, but, you know, I mean, I'm not going to put those kind of tactics above him, man. I've said it before, you know. Yep, yep, totally understand. Okay, so uh, uh, another positive one for me is I hadn't seen Zach Sawyer's in uh, an IWA ring for a long time. It had been a while. I mean, you're doing free yeah. shows and all that shit. Now we're getting to see Roscoe eat Lisa together, which I think is awesome because IWA already had, a, already had a strong tag team division, but now you guys are getting to work with, of course, Slade and Nate Webb. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, – that's, uh... It's cool, man, you know, uh, like, it's, uh, it was kind of surreal, uh, that Nate Webb was kind of the one that answered our challenge, you know, and then he comes out, and, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't kind of help it at first, I was excited that it was him, then he fucking punched me in the face, and then I realized I don't like it, you know what I mean, I, I mean, it kind of pissed me off, and then at the, uh, last show, you know, I, like, I'm not lying when I say I'm afraid of sharks. Like, I'm I'm 100% serious. Like, that's, you know, that's not me working anybody that's on a risk. That's that's 100% shoot, man. Like, I believe that there are, and I'm, this is totally off subject, but I, I think, like, aside from bull sharks, there are some big motherfuckers of rivers and ponds, dude, that are sharks that we don't know about. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. because how, how are you going to survey the entire river and be like, oh, there's nothing out there like that? No, dude, there's some big-ass shit out there that will eat you up. And I'm talking like sharks, so like, I mean, I don't know what to think about Sharp One Man. I'm I'm not even convinced that he's real because I don't know if there's a shark with arms and legs that can physically walk up on this land, and, and you know, much less alone try to wrestle. You know, I'm 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 terrified. I'm absolutely mortified by it. Well, <laughs> it, 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 it should be terrified because Shark Boy actually messaged me before this and told me he's gonna fuck you up. Is uh, that Mikey? Uh, uh, no, uh, it's not so Mikey, buddy. It's Slade. Uh, hey, Slade, what's up? Hey, guys, hey, I gotta guys. go. No, what do you want? We were just getting on the good shot. I, 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 I don't, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay, he's not real. You're not gonna convince me that there's a goddamn shark with arms and fucking legs that's gonna get on there. And look, you're lucky that you even brought that shark in those pictures because we're gonna fuck you and Nate up. Here's the but thing. Then, I didn't even. Whatever. Whatever. You know, it's true. I mean, you're just stalling because you ain't got nothing to say. You're not going to convince me that there's a giant shark with arms and legs. I don't care how much footage there is. I mean, that's all something someone photoshopped. Hey, Zach, you want to know the biggest difference between you and Shark Boy? You have a vagina. There's the biggest difference. It's not that he's a shark. He's just going to fuck you up. Now get off my goddamn podcast. All right, guys. I got to go. Later. (laughs) So, so Zach... (laughs) Zach filled in admirably for you guys for a little bit there. And, you know, uh, it, it started out with we were talking about the Roscoe Eat Lisa podcast from a few months ago. And, you know, you were on there for a little while, Slade, 
for for a brief time, and uh, you know that's one of the most listened to podcasts we've ever had. I mean, people all over the country were listening to that thing. So you know, we we got our Chris Jones stories, we got our Dustin uh, Levey stories. But I will ask you one other thing because this is a, a slave portion of it that was brought up later by Chris Jones. What is the deal with his claim that somebody took five hundred dollars from his bag? All right, I guess guess that guess it out. All right. Chris moved into an apartment before I did with another man named Uncle Leo, who manages the Goon Squad, and promised to pay this guy rent. By the time all this BS with Chris came about, Chris owed about two and a half, three months' worth of rent. Now, when he moved out, he didn't tell anyone he was moving out. He was like, I'm going to stay at my girl's house for the weekend. He just moved out. So about three weeks went by, so I, yeah, I, I started going through his stuff, and I found some money. I don't know how much amount it was, but I found some money that justified three months' worth of rent. Okay. So, I, yeah, I was going to say, I knew he had money squirreled away that he just didn't tell anybody about. You talked oh, about yeah. last time. Like he was just going to up and plan a random trip to Japan again. He just had all this money stashed away, but yet here we are paying all the bills. So, I'm sorry, go ahead, man. No, no, you're good. I was just kind of listening to, you know, what the hell was going on there. And, you know, you're not the one blackballed. That kind of tells you something there. (laughs) Who's the one blackballed? Right. And and I'll put this out there. The last I heard about Chris, he was living in a car with a homeless skank and their family. I have still yet to find Chris, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't work at Wendy's. So if anyone on this podcast listening knows where Chris Jones is, feel free to message me on Facebook or tweet me at Twitter. Throw out the Twitter for anybody who wants it. Oh, at Sloppy Slade. There you go. All right, so moving forward, you know, my favorite part of that podcast was the Dustin LeVay stories, and you really didn't get to chime in on that. He's your tag team partner. Uh, first of all, i got to ask you this. How long have you guys been teaming? It seems like a rather new team. Uh, Dustin and I are pretty new to the tag team part of wrestling. We've probably been teaming for about two and a half, two months tops. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, when how I first met Dustin, he was a part of another tag team, and he's going to get so pissed that I told you because he swore, made me promise I wouldn't tell him. Uh, but when I actually met Dustin, he was a part of Team Meth which stood for Team Metropolis Extreme Teenage Heartthrobs. <laughs> and so amazing. Uh, I was tagging with a guy named Miracle Matt at the time. Dustin was tab- tagging with Extreme Dream Neil Weems. And so uh, that's only a Dustin Matt was my team versus Team Matt. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. So, all right, uh, you know, you start teaming with Dustin, and i got to assume you two are able to travel on the road together whenever you're going to these various shows. So i, I got to hear some Dustin LeVay stories from your side now. Oh, Dustin LeVay stories. Let's see. Well, is Dustin on here right now? No, man. I think he's dead in a ditch somewhere. You know how he just what disappears sometimes. Hey, can you just discuss in that number to the podcast, Mikey? 
All right, I'm going to try to get him on here because he's at work right now. But he <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know Dustin, Dustin's currently trying to become the CEO of every Taco John franchise. So uh, when he's not <laughs> wrestling, Dustin is working on being a young entrepreneur. <laughs> he's the only man. I know we had another story, but he is the only man I know who can start a job at Taco John and skip out of work to go do wrestling shows and get a raise out of it. The only man I've ever met who can just no show to work, and they'll be like, well, give him a raise. <laughs> well, I believe it, because Mikey, after Mikey's story about the Coles gift card and how much of a carny he is, then I almost believe anything at this point. Dustin is the definition of a hustler. He's got so much ambition. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, here's a funny one that involves... Chris Jones and Dustin, so this will be a good story. All right. Uh, so one day we're coming back from IWA Mid South, and we uh, I was still trying to earn my stripes on there, you know. So we're headed back, and uh, Dustin's asking Chris if he could borrow a couple dollars to get a drink. And if you know Dustin, you know him as the hustler. He's gonna carny you out of any money he can get. So yeah, he might have got a couple hundred dollars from Chris for sodas before this. Uh. So Chris, Chris decides he's going to stand up for himself. This whole night we've been telling Chris, you need to stand up for yourself. So he tells Dustin, no, I'm not giving you $2. You're a bum. He makes everyone get out of the car and goes off in the middle of a, what was it, a seven, a Culver's parking lot. Makes Chris get out of the car and goes ham on him while elder ladies and kids are walking out like, Dustin doesn't just do it, let's sit in the car and talk this out, brother. It's, let's go stand by the entrance so everyone can make, can hear me chew you out like a bitch. So he's chewing him out the whole time and talking about why he's not a bum and what the definition of a bum is. So I think Dustin, oh, he's got some good ones, too. I'm trying to get him on. He's got some really good ones. So, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, though, that Chris was calling him a bum, and he was the one that, you know, right. wouldn't pay for where he was living. Oh, man. What's another good Dustin story have? Without Dustin here. All the stories we can talk about Dustin without Dustin knowing, we should do it right now. All right. Well, the only thing I know beyond that is, like, the story of uh, him super kicking dogs and uh, the old guy John. Oh, he's got some good John stories, but I made a promise I wouldn't tell any of the John stories till he got on. All right. Bill O'Reilly story about him got, getting out of the vehicle. Uh, okay, babe. Uh, okay, so we get this wrestling trip going. Everybody's getting ready, loaded up. Who was it? Me, you, Zach, and fucking Dustin. We're all getting ready to go. We probably get not even three minutes down the road and get by this O'Reilly, and Dustin starts freaking out. He's got to get out of the vehicle. He did something, but he let the he let the eggs out. Oh no, no, no! no was it? Mikey kept fucking with him the whole trip. Yeah. For a moment, it took three minutes to break Dustin's spirit to wrestling. Three minutes from so, Dustin walked ten minutes back. We're about. Bow O'Reilly's and Dustin makes us pull out the vehicle in the middle of the road and just gets out and starts walking back home. Like, he ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> he is such a character. Hey, somebody else chime in? Is that Mikey? 
No, this is Zach. Dustin's oh, not a fan, dude. <laughs> I thought Zach ran away because we were talking nah. about sharks, but we'll, we'll leave it at that. Hey, well, Zach, even though to... we hate each other and we're going to beat the shit out of each other next week, I think right now we need to team up and tell all of Dustin's shit stories uh, while he's offline. The, the, the part you forgot to mention in that one where him and Chris got into it, keep in mind, dude, it was like February, and it was cold as fuck. Like, Dustin made everybody get out of the car. Like, everybody. And fucking, we're all freezing. And we were in our buddy Dale's fucking car, dude. And then we were rolling, like, six deep for this IWA tryout. So. Laps. Sitting on people's laps. Oh, oh. That's that one where fucking Dustin... Ashley, Ashley. Ashley, Chris. That's that story, too. The what? The, okay. Go, go ahead and finish what you're saying. I'll come in after you because you just uh, reminded me of another beautiful one. No, he he fucking gave Chris his goddamn German suplex on the floor at IWA Mid South, and it was the it was the best shit I've ever seen in my entire fucking life, dude. Shit was awesome. It, it, it was gross, man. No, remember when we was headed up to IWA for that tryout, and fucking the whole time Chris was on the he, he left his phone. He left his phone at the goddamn store. And remember, Mikey faked a call to the Hardys and was like, hey, did y'all find his door? So the whole time, Chris thinks we found his phone at Arby's, and we have his phone. And the night before, we all stayed at the house, Chris up and disappeared. And we were like, Chris, where'd you go? And he was like, oh, I went to this girl named Ashley's house. And so the whole time, he wouldn't tell her. He wouldn't tell her her name for the longest time. He just kept saying, I don't know what it matters. I don't know what it matters. And then we're just like, not Chris. Like, tell You, You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things of, like, if I, like, for example, the other night, I went to fuck this chick in Carbondale, and I told Sean, I was like, dude, I'm going to go play this shit. Then afterwards, I'm like, dude, I banged her. Here's her info. Blah, 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 blah. But Chris is just secretive about no, like, it. Chris's something. thing was like, we were like, did you have sex with her, Chris? And Chris was like, no, all we did was play board games. And then Dale, Dale was trying to soften him off by being like, Chris, I've had sex with fat chicks too. And he was like, no, it was, all we do is play Monopoly, guys. <laughs> what a fucking excuse. The, the time, oh, here's a good one. It was me, Zach, Dalton Diamond in the car, and Chris. Chris had these fucking cookies, and I don't know if he was fucked up or what, but he asked us each about 20 times if we wanted cookies. <laughs> yeah, you remember. And so he gets out to go get something from the store, and we take these cookies, mind you. Chris just had them in his hand. Take these whole pack of cookies and put them underneath the vehicle, and we run them over, back and forth, run them over. And Chris comes out, and he's like, where's my cookies? And we were like, Chris, you dropped them, and they're all over the ground. And this dumbass is like, oh, fuck, I guess I gotta get more cookies, man. <laughs> what the fuck? Goddamn cartoon life. I know it. Oh, man. So who's usually but, the traveling colleagues as far as you guys go? Like, whenever you're you're going to Idaho in the South, who all usually travels together? As much as this is probably going to hurt and kill the business, and as much as Ian's going to chew my ass for this, it's usually me, Zach, and Mikey McFinnigan. Dude, as many times as the Vikings and Hooligans have shown up together and then fought each other, I, I don't think anybody right. can get too upset, you know? 
Well, Boss is kind of upset because me and Nate Webb keep throwing out DVDs, and apparently that cost him money. Ooh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, it's probably not a way to go. I'm just kidding. And VN's listening. I'm sorry, Boss. I love you. I don't think he knows we exist anymore. We had been on a show. In a, he had been on a show in a couple months, and I haven't gotten to go to IWA, so he probably forgot about it. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'll ask you: Do you prefer teaming with Dustin, or do you prefer singles, or do you prefer teaming with Nate Webb? Uh let me be fair. I can't compare teaming with Nate Webb to anyone because shoot. He wet, Nate Webb is, I call him Mr. Mellow, because if you're tagging with him or you're wrestling him, it's the most calm environment ever. He has that vet status where even if you're nervous, instantly you're like, I'm going to be okay, I'm relaxed. Because the crowd loves him, no matter where he's at, he's over. I mean, he just, he's Mr. Mellow. Like, anytime I'm nervous, if Nate's like, I got you, instantly I'm calming down. But tagging with Dustin... It's a, it's an adventure because you never know with Dustin. You never know. It, it's legit. Not, anything could happen when du- you're tagging with Dustin. How you doing, guys? Hey, who is this? This is King Baduva. Oh, God. Oh, shit. In my fucking electronical flesh or whatever in the hell you want to call it. Mm. You we need doing? to know how King Paduva came up, okay? Because I know it's been brought up before in the Roscoe E. Lisa podcast, but I, I don't know how the uh, how it ever even got started. Well, man, we'll take it back about about 13 years ago or some shit. I was sitting in, like, fourth grade class, Henri's Hill, smoked over at this bitch and just said Paduva for real. That's how it became. And she was like, what does it mean, Dustin? And I was like, bitch, look. It'll mean whatever I want. So, you know, I change the definition here frequently, like, a bunch. But, yeah, it's really basically just, I'm just, like, a man. It means man. It means man. But, fucking King Baduva is just, man, I could sit here and talk all day about the definition of Baduva. Be real. King Baduva is not a man. It's a way of life. It's how you live your goddamn life. You have a Baduva lifestyle, or that makes well, you pretend I mean, I'm not exactly a spirit or some shit. I'm like, I got fish, brother. I mean, I may, like, hide out for months at a time and, like, in a bunk, like, by the river. Dustin, so to be there. honest, right here on the podcast, last night at 2 o'clock, what did, or was it the night before? What did we go do the night before at 2 o'clock in the morning? Oh, I went, uh, well, anyway, before I got to tell, like, the secret of what we've done, I'm a hustler at video games, you know? Like, I can sell any fucking thing. Like, so I got a, I bought a, I bought a, I bought a Xbox for like thirty bucks, and I hit up Sean, Slade, whatever in the hell he is, and I was like, "Dude, you trying to go with me to sell this some bitch?" We went and sold it. At two in the morning, we're going to sell Xboxes. That's a Baduva lifestyle. <laughs> How much? How much do you sell for? <laughs> Actually, well, fifty in merchandise. Nice. <laughs> 50 and gimmicks. We'll say 50 yeah, and then some we'll gimmicks. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. enough. I hear you. All right. So, all right. Slade wouldn't tell the stories, so we have to have you do it because, the again, one of the funniest parts of the Roscoe Eat Lisa show was the John story that uh, Mike told. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that was about the barricade one. That's the best one. <laughs> Brother, that's going to be like the third one. All right. God damn it. 
well, this son of a bitch, like, I took care of this old dude. He's like 90, like, literally. And, like, he let me live at his house. Well, actually, I just moved in and started taking care of him. <laughs> and, like, he's like, and like anybody that would come over, he'd call him like something crazy, like because he's his mindset was like stuck in the forties. He'd call him like Opal or some shit. All my friends would be like Mike, Mikey. He'd call him like Opal or Marie or some shit. And I'd be like John, it's Mikey. Shut the fuck up, you know. And, but. I come home one day from work and uh, John wasn't in my house. Like God. House. this guy was hidden under my porch, sitting in a lawn chair in the dark, just staring off. So I like shut the door on him. I'm like, "Fuck that! I ain't going in there." Then I'm like, "You know what? I'm gonna go in there." I kicked the door and like, like Steve Austin would kick through glass and shit. And I was like, "John, what the fuck are you doing? Get in the house!" I didn't tell you to come outside. And he's like, "Huh?" I'll do what I want. And I'm like, no, you won't. Not on my watch. I'm taking care of your ass. You're not going to get out and get hurt. And they don't no. because I don't live here, but I just don't want you to die, man. Not yet. But one night, like, like, another one, man, that's just like one of many. Like, he'd always oh, be like, escaped, and you pulled in the alley and was like, which way did he go? <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I got off. This motherfucker would take walks, and I'd tell him, I'm like, John, no, you take your walk when I say so. <laughs> you go when I tell you no, nothing, nothing otherwise, or I'm going to be pissed off. Just a little uh, demon. Those are your daughters. Yeah, they are. And, like, yeah. But one night, man, like, I come home and like I think it was Alzheimer's or whatever. Like this motherfucker flipped back into like the World War or whatever in the hell he was in. Started freaking out on me. He was swinging on me. So I was like, John, I'm about to lock you in your fucking room. So he like literally swung. He almost hit me with his old fist. But I backed up and I threw like I pushed him in his room, kind of like sit him on his bed. I didn't like shove him, but I like I showed him I wasn't fucking around. And uh, I put like four uh, big sofas or, like, recliners in front of his door so he yeah. can get out. Okay, I'm coming. I had to, like, barricade him in that, like, room because, like, he literally said he's going to kill me and shit. And I was like, John, go to bed, shut the fuck up, and let me go on with my business. But instead, he wanted to, like, fight me and shit, so I barricade him in his room. And he, like, you could hear him in there beating on the walls and shit. I'm like, nope. Nope, I have no soul, so I don't give a fuck. Let me just clarify. Some people have kids. Some people have pet animals. Doesn't have a grown, grown human compared. He was. And like, he wore that Tweety. He had this Tweety Bird shirt, man. Like, Tweety Bird shirt. Ungodly amazing. Like, I'd dress him up in it, put him on some nerdy <laughs> shirts and shit. I'd put on some fucking flip flops and dress him up like, like, crazy. Uh, and, like, uh, I'd introduce, like, the same person in a different way every time. Like, from Japan. This guy's from uh, Japa. It's something crazy, you know, like some unknown Stop. shit. And believe me, man, like, he was a cool, crazy old man. And then, you know, he disappeared. He, like, fell off earth, I guess. But I feel like his soul kind of went inside me. You may, wow. not me you may not believe me, but I feel like it did. Because, like, people say I'm nuts and shit, but it's only like, I'm only half nuts. Like, he was only half naked that one time. Yes, like, but the time he was out there with no pants on, right? Yeah, this motherfucker was like, like he was like, he just always says his hump. And, like, I'm, I woke up, I kicked up. Like, I did a little fucking Shawn Michaels kip up perfect off the couch, you know? Like, 
almost overshot it a little bit, but I fucking told that little old man to get back in his room, and he said, I'm only half naked, and I shut the fuck up for once. He finally put me in my place by telling me he was only half naked. I was like, damn, John, why are you fucking weird, bro? Come out here trying to touch my friends and shit. Like, like he'd, like, do some freaky shit like that, though, to where he'd be like, I'd be laying on the couch, and I'd open my eyes, he'd be, like, right there in my face, like, on his knees and shit. And I'd be like, oh, dude, I'd fucking flip shit. It was bad. Like, I was kind of an asshole, but I really don't care because I took good care of him in a fucked up good way. So that makes any sense. But I mean, you kept him from dying. That's what you're trying yeah, to do. Yep. I sure did, man. I, I felt like I did the right thing half the time. The other half, though, I just got a little carried away. Because you have to, like, yell at him, like, because his ears didn't work. Or they, fucking, or they worked when he wanted to, like, because... Like he'd be like, I swear he'd put a coffee mug against the like his wooden door and so I'd try to hear us and shit in there. You'd hear it scraping against the wall. Like, you talking about the cup? Yeah, the cups, man. He had like three coffee mugs. Like one, like one for each time, like certain like kind of hearing or some shit. He said like he wanted to hear certain things, so he'd put this one up there. Blah blah blah. Put this one there. Like and he'd write like nasty ass notes. Like I didn't know this old man was even capable of even picking up a pencil, but he'd like have the nicest like. Fancy ass cur like curses and shit, and then he wrote me like a sadistic letter saying like he's gonna kill me, and I was having sex with like his dead wife and shit. I'm like, dude, man, that's when I lost it. That's when I started becoming an asshole. When somebody was fucking his dead wife, I was like, dude. Oh, I know this has nothing to do with John Dustin, but I told him how we met. Oh really? Yeah, I told him the epic CPW battles that commenced between. You Miracle Matt and myself and uh and and just me, you mean? Uh, I, didn't have I, I mean I said you, but I had to tell wow. your fucking uh, team. The selfless extreme team, hot clubs and none were not teams or nothing and I don't look at myself as a heart club, but I know fucked up name they put me in. I don't know, man. I didn't really dig that, but it went beat the shit out of each other, you know. Team Mess yeah. or my or not team mess, but my partner broke his fucking hip because he's fragile and he just fell over, he said. <laughs> Don't give me that move. And the first person I went to was him. Oh, like, you're taking the move, buddy. You do everything and then he gets in and gets like through the middle rope and he breaks his hip. Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> God. Like, you dickhead, why are you going to cost me my shit? And to be fair, Team Mess was over in Metropolis. Like, everyone here loved the mess. Yeah, it's so fucked up, man. I've never done it. And that's the, like, worst part of it all. Like, like, fuck, oh, man, why, why'd they do that to me? I look back at that and just, I mean, what? You know what that reminds me of? You remember that time me, you and Mikey got pulled over and that car was on your Mikey, dick about that? Mikey, get up, bro. Like, y'all, like, check this, check, check this out. Mikey and him, like, and so they got, they got searched, you know, thoroughly. But they pulled me out of the car. They're like, boy. Where's the method? I'm like, yeah, I've never done that shit. I'm like, he's like, I know you got it on you. And I'm like, mother, really, bro? Talking to the cop, and he was a big, big bald motherfucker, bro. He's intimidating, bro. I didn't give a shit. So we were, we got pulled out of the car, and yeah, me and Mikey got searched, but the cop was super nice to us, you know? He was like, yeah, man. And then he, he looks at Gus and he goes, he's the one with the mess. He's got the mess. And then just goes ham on Dustin. 
<laughs> he just fucking patted me down like four times. Like, what? you just smoked it. <laughs> and he even like, made Mikey get out of the car. He was like, I want this guy. He got the mess. You guys are good. Motherfucker, I hate that cop, man. I, like, speaking of cops, I was at Taco John's, my fucking workplace of bullshit. I run this, this motherfucker. I leave when I want. I told him I had to go do shit, so I was clocked down. I was back at four. They didn't say shit because they can't. I, t- I told him you was. Oh, they tried to get me to wear a blue ribbon for cops today. And I looked at that bitch. I was like, no, bitch. I'm not wearing no blue ribbon for you or nobody on my coat. I look retarded with a blue ribbon. I got black <clears> on and red. I'm not trying to be like a fucking flag or nothing like that, you know, but. I was telling them. Really- you're the only one who could uh, no show for work and then come back the next day and get a raise oh, yeah. and, and be the assistant manager. I, fucking, I, I told him one night, I was like, you know what? I might not come in tomorrow or the next day. So I, I quit for like two weeks and I come back and they're like, I was like, I need a raise. I, I want my job back. And they gave it to me. They gave me a Because <laughs> they, they know who I am. I'm King Gaduba. Like the innovator of the bird watch, the innovator of all the power ups, the innovator of fucked up shit. I'm him, and I overrule shit like that. Well, speaking I, of, I, I guess it makes sense that you guys are called the firm. Can you guys explain that? Why you're called the firm? Why uh, well, you <laughs> do that one, brother? <laughs> because I really can't explain it. I just know. Honestly, it took me a. It, it was something I didn't <laughs> understand at first. It was kind of like you know the vest or the booker or the promoter who's ever paying you says you're doing this gimmick and you're like okay, but essentially it's the fact that Dustin and everyone looks at me and Dustin as criminals I guess because uh, Dustin kind of has this uh, I don't give a fuck attitude as you can tell and I am notorious for being a gas station thief and so uh, they put I'm the world's best okay Stole a 30-pack and a whole pizza from a gas station. Still never got caught. Someone can talk <laughs> me on that. How do you uh, know what? You got, you got caught for selling that fucking sticker the other day, asshole. Yeah, who paid that? for it, though, dick? Who is that? That's Zach. Jack Sawyer. Who paid That's for that? Zach. Hold on. Who paid for that sticker <laughs> I stole? Me, because we have That's a tendency to I going to pay for it. we get in trouble. No, because the motherfucker came out and pointed at me and was like, you oh, stole that sticker. No, the fuck I didn't. Anyways, essentially it's because me and Dustin are two criminals and we have Kyle McNasty Bones and he's our criminal lawyer. And so yeah, together make, we make the firm. And like, I can see we need a, like, a little lawyer, you know, because people say that I'm inbred and I like to touch other like family members together and shit. I don't. I'm not gross. Like, I don't do drugs. I don't do none of that shit. Like, I'm a clean-cut human being, but yet people want to judge me upon how, like, fucked up my head is. Like, I love living in nut houses. Like, you see, I've been to, like, 18 nut houses for fun. God dang it. Tell them. Tell them annually your vacation as you go to the nut house. And this is a shoot. This is real. Wait, what now? Tell them. Like, when you need vacation, that's what you do. You send yourself oh, bro, to the nut oh, house. Oh, for real, y'all, like... This is real life. Like, crazy-ass, like, people I know in town here that I don't like, really, but I hang out with, like, I just go to the nut house for, like, four or five days. Shit. Tell them I'm crazy and, like, bite, like, bite myself or some shit. I'll go in there looking like a nutcase, and they'll put me in there like, oh, you're admitted, boy. 
And I'll get free food and shit for like a week, man. That's, and I would never pay the fucking doctor bill. Fuck the doctor bill. They can stick them in whatever, whatever ass or, or excuse me, but butt they want. But no, ass. I don't pay the ass. You have 50 million customers and you feel bad for saying ass. ass. I don't fuck the bills, man. Fuck. That white company's trying to raise my bill right now. I'm going to tell them to go fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta tell me oh. some nut house stories because I've never been in a nut house and it's amazing. Tell them about the tuna sandwiches. Well, the first thing I saw was the burnt woman. There's this burnt woman. The <laughs> best. Check this out. I was getting love letters from a burnt woman. Like this lady was burnt like Freddy Krueger burnt, and I was like, "Look, hey, <laughs> you quit writing me like love letters like you want to have sex and seduce me and shit. Like I am not gonna let you do that. Like I scribbled every fucking letter up right in front of her face and just threw it in the ground like a hard ass. Like." I was like, bitch, I don't give a shit about you. I'm in here for fucking, because I want a break. I'll go to the nut house. Like, they <laughs> fucking tranquilizing when I act crazy. <laughs> no, dude, tell them about the story of like, you passing out with the sandwiches, this, bro. They put me on this sleeping medicine that night, and I shit called Sarah for like four times a day. I was like, bitch, you're giving me fucking sleeping medicine four times a day. How am I supposed to stay awake? <laughs> you know, like, you will, you will, you're angry enough, like, you'll be okay, like, you won't go to sleep because you're so mad, it'll be, like, adverse, like, effects and shit, and I was like, all right, bitch, we'll see you. So, later that night, they are like, we got snacks, I was like, what, snacks? I'm a hungry little son of a bitch, you know? Little red-headed bastard wants some snacks, so, uh, fucking, I'm like, what kind of snacks you got, bitch? They're like, tuna salad and ham and pudding. I'm like, bitch, give me some tuna. I want that tuna now. I ate four of them bitches. Still hungry. So I go up and get two more of them motherfuckers, and I chow them down, and I'm sitting there at that table like, man, I just ate a fucking pound of tuna. Fuck, I'm still hungry. So I traded my fucking four. I literally ate nine fucking tuna salad sandwiches because of, I was put on some kind of sleeping fucking Frankenstein medicine. And I fucking told him when I got out of there I wasn't taking it. I just wanted to be in the nut house. No, you left out the best. You passed out with them goddamn sandwiches. Yeah, I know. You left that I was sitting there. I kept nodding out, and then like, I finally just fell asleep for like five minutes and woke up and continued eating. <laughs> to top it off. Hey, can right you here. tell me some stories about how, like, what you what you would do to get into the nut house? You said you'd act crazy, but specifically. Oh, dude, all right. All right. Specifically? All right, let me let my, my cancer stick up. All right. Anyway, anywho, whatever I said. I would, uh, pre like, I know a day before inside my heart, was a little bit of a cold I have inside my chest cavity. Like, I know the feeling that I want to go. Like, I'm, so I'd have to plan some kind of secret shit. I'd be like, what am I going to do, Dustin? Are you going to, are you going to tell me you're going to kill people? You're going to kill yourself? Or are you going to go in there and just fucking start <laughs> talking weird shit gibberish? But I did all Or when you threaten to kill me and then I play the victim and then they're like, Yeah, he's gotta go to the nut house. No, bro, for real though. Like I was like, I'd go in that bitch, I'd be perfectly fine like I am right now. I'm not really fine, but like I'm fine to myself. <laughs> but anyway, I'd go in that bitch and like I'd all at once just start like turning deep red. Like I have this thing like like it's not like a power, but it's like a I think it's like a demon power. I can turn red and shit. Look like I'm about to fucking flip out for no reason. So I turned red and I was like, oh, I'll kill someone. I need, I got to get in here, y'all. Y'all better fucking put me in here before I go out there and fucking cut someone up or cut myself or do something fucked up. Y'all better fucking put me in here. They're like, 
whoa, 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 hold on, what? You're going to hurt someone? What? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking hurt him either a lot. <laughs> I was coming out of the fucking train shot. I seen you come out of the house. And I was faking. They put me down. I did. I heard you. I did. I heard you. Oh, okay. All right, buddy. Man, I miss my little buddy John, man. Shit. Uh, But he's still with you. Oh, he's gone. Hey, let's tell him that uh, I know John's gone, and that sucks. Let's tell him the story about Leo getting drunk and passing out on the couch and burying him in sugar. Ooh, don't. I'm allergic to Oh, this motherfucker is We finally were hanging out. We were don't, for real. They're blackberry. They are, too. Don't, let, don't touch me with them. Don't splatter them on me. I don't care if you rub them. Hey, I'm going to say something real quick about this dude I know. Like, I'm not even trying to take the spotlight off anybody, but I'll tell you something. This little motherfucker named Chris Jones called me a bum once. <laughs> I already told him that story. Matter of fact, we already work. told him that story about well, it being winter and you well, put us all out to the Kroger's. No, that ain't that ain't all of it, bro. Oh. Finish it up, Dustin. This little cocksucker called me a bum, and I've worked since I was fourteen. Whether it was running, working, running my mouth, or working, I've worked. And this bastard called me a bum. I must have fucking tried to beat his ass, and he puts down. He's like some kind of shooter. I'm gonna fuck him up. Like, literally, fucking fish fuck his mouth. Like, this piece of shit was, like, called me a bone, man. What a worthless prick. And then he, like, that's right. Like, he was my dome, my piss donator. He, picked, like, pissed for me every week. He was your piss donator. Yeah, he was my bitch. <laughs> Chris Jones was my bitch. King of the Okay, I will admit this, even though Chris Jones is a shitbag and this doesn't forgive him for being a fucking douche. But we probably got a good five thousand dollars out of that kid. Maybe maybe like eight, bro. I got at least fucking four myself because he was like, well, like I said, my fucking personal penguin bitch, my my Jabberwocky pussy, Jabberwocky pussy, old master tag of platypus, baby, a fucking salazar slithering lips, motherfucker. God dang Gryffindor dick sucker and shit. All right, but let's talk about our upcoming. Date real quick, Slade. <laughs> Our date with the Vikings. Uh, so is that who we got? Viking War Party. Yeah, I got on my flip phone, interweb shit, whatever you call it, and I've seen it. Uh, we come up short last time. I, I mean, I kind of got double stomped, pile dropped on my dome. Of course, that's going to fucking knock me out. Shit. We kind of come up short against the top tag team last time. That's fine. Was, but... I mean, yeah, you're taking on one of the top teams you guys are trying to get. I mean, it's not – I know they're not the hooligans, but they're not far off either. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're very rough and somewhat intelligent for being Vikings. I give them that. And they are very, very talented. I'm like, but nice. if I played in the real King Baduba, we are unpredictable. We steal I mean, from gas stations and own people named John. We ain't scared. Yeah, I owned, I owned a human being. Like, he I'm owned a human. Basically being a slave owner. You know? That's like, cool. I'm basically, I basically just puts the crown on my fucking head. Physically? But, we'll give it to him. Physically, the Vikings are stronger than us. Mentally, though, we're going to fuck them up. Mentally, I will mind fuck the shit Mentally, out. I'm beating the shit out of Jake Parnell right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Frank, Frank White's not that much bigger than me, huh? Yeah. I call Jake bitch. I bet no, you can but, eat more tuna sandwiches than them too. 
See, that's what I'm saying, dude. I'm going to have to rack up on it, man. i got to start eating more tuna. Yeah. And you get all that iron, you know? You have always had iron. <laughs> so much iron. There you go. All right, fellas. Yeah. So i tell you what, before the Outlaw Show, we'll probably do another show. I mean, you guys are more than welcome to come on for a few minutes and talk more about that match. Um, you guys were fucking hilarious as usual. Get your stories together. We're going to do it again sometime where we can uh, tell even more stories. You were both awesome. Dustin, I know you got to get back to it. Uh, Slade, I'm sure we'll talk soon as well. If you guys want to throw out social media uh, and all that good shit, go for it. Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate it. You want to go first on social media, Dustin? At Real King Baduba. Twitter. I've had some really crazy shit tweeted on there, but yeah. Justin tweets Hulk Hogan and them and talk shit. So please follow Justin's Twitter because it's so entertaining. And uh, what do you got Facebook-wise, Justin? Throw that out there. Fuck. I never give out my name, even though it's fucking out out there. But it's Dustin Summer, yeah. S-O-M-M-E-R, not S-U. If you put S-U, you're retarded. All right, Dustin Summer, at Real King Baduva, holler at me. Get it, Sloppy Slade. Slade Twitter is at Sloppy Slade. And then Facebook, you can find me at Sean, S-E-A-N, Rithmeyer, R-E-I-T-H-E-M-E-Y-E-R. We're just mutual friends with one of the boys, guarantee it. There you go, fellas. All right, but, uh, you guys are awesome, Zach, you included, and you guys, we'll talk down the line for sure, all right, man? All right, appreciate you having us on, man. Love Thank love. you. Love Keep it out. Later. Later on, guys. See ya. And that was The Firm. That was Zach Sawyer's. That was a hell of a lot of the funniest people I've ever talked to in my life. Um, if you haven't followed them yet, do it, because they're hilarious. Um, nothing tops their stories. Jerry, you still around? Uh, I'm here, man. I'm kind of speechless, though. <laughs> I take it you didn't hear the Roscoe Eat Lisa's Lisa podcast. Uh, I heard a little bit of it, I think, but just for some reason I got interrupted, so I haven't listened to the full thing. But uh, that was quite the baptism into it. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. If you just want to throw out any plugs for you know next week or you know our social media, go for it. Uh, I'm yeah. quite my time, but I'll let you do your thing, okay? All right, cool. Yeah, check me out at the one and only Jerry on Twitter uh, next Tuesday, 1 p.m. for the IPL reveal, uh, 2 p.m. for the Carolina Corner. Be talking about what goes on at the CWF Rumble this coming weekend. Uh, so I should have Eric Royal on the show with me to talk about how he did at the Rumble and his big match with Lee Valiant this coming Saturday. So uh, check us out then for sure. And that's all I've got. Uh, Travis Desmond has disconnected. Also, check out uh, Indie Power Rankings, IPR.wordpress.com, our official WordPress site for the latest rankings. The tag team rankings should be up any minute now. If you missed those at the beginning of the show, follow at Indie Power Ranking on Twitter, no G at Indie Power Ranking, and at Indie Power Rankings on Instagram. Uh, Indie Power Rankings on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook is Jared Polk, J E R P O L K. Uh, get in touch with us there. Make sure to get us all your results from the weekend so we can include you in our weekly ballot. Uh, until next week, we'll go ahead and take a, a break here, and we'll see you next week for the IPR reveal. Thanks. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 